This podcast is brought to you by Online Retailer, Australia's leading retail tech conference, expo and networking organisation. Recorded at the Online Retailer Conference in 2016, here we chat with world-class digital leaders to bring you industry insights, practical examples and actionable ideas from our incredible community of retail renegades, marketing masters and creative entrepreneurs who all want to do retail business big. We want to extend the conversation after the event and to keep exploring where the future meets retail. So let's talk shop. Hi, welcome to this episode of the Online Retailer Podcast. I'm Kylie Lewis and I have as my guest today Anna Stockley, who's the head of digital for Mecca. Um, for the Mecca Group, Mecca Brands. So Mecca Brands, Mecca that's brand. right. That's right, yes. there's quite a few brands that sit under Mecca now. So welcome, Anna. Thank you, Kylie. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Um, so just on Mecca, let's have a quick chat about what Mecca actually is for our listeners who might not be your target demographic. Sure thing. So we are a prestige beauty retailer here in Australia. We've got three bricks and mortar concepts. We've got Mecca Cosmetica, which is the concept that we've had now for about 20 years. So it's mm-hmm. that really beautiful... Um, high-end bespoke um, experience with slightly higher price points but really wonderful service there in store for you and we have Mecca Maxima who's your younger sister she's that blockbuster beauty playground we've got slightly lower price points there and a bit more of an open sale model although if you do want to actually get some help from somebody you've still got access to the same level of expertise that you would in any of our other stores mm-hmm. and then we also have six Maya concession stores so um, they're doing incredibly well for us as well and we've um, reviewed the kit brand which we had previously and moved it into the Mecca concept, which is really resonating with our customers. Fantastic. Which I am one of, I I must confess. Um, We love that. Yes. (laughs) Um, We're going to be talking about user-generated content, which is one of the things I think Mecca does exceptionally well. Um, But before we get into that, I'd just like to get a little bit of your background as head of digital, how you arrived there, you know, what were you doing before you were there and um, how did you find yourself there? So I joined Mecca in late or mid 2009 and it was it's always been such a wild ride at Mecca Brands. I had the responsibility, first of all, for opening the very first Mecca Maxima store, in fact, in Melbourne Central, which we all laugh about now. Um, and it recently had a renovation, which was good news for everybody involved. Um, but we had an, a fantastic two years. And after that, I moved over to the US and I worked for Bonobos, uh, which is a pure play online men's clothing retailer. And I was involved in actually opening up their sort of clicks to bricks model, which was the showrooming concept, um, which again, such a fascinating experience over there in the US where you've got really pushing the envelope in terms of online retailing and brand building which is so exciting and of course like many sort of overseas sojourns it was time to come home after about three years and returned back to Australia and you know Mecca was just continuing to do such phenomenal things and it was an opportunity I couldn't refuse to kind of come and lead the digital and now the CRM team as well actually which combines you know my passion for digital my passion for brand building and the entrepreneurial spirit at Mecca is something really special yeah it definitely is I mean they're definitely one of the um, one of the Australian retail success stories and um, you know have been a front runner in just doing things exceptionally well no matter what they what, what they touch so I can you. completely Thank understand you. I completely understand why you would go back um, so let's talk about user-generated content um, and how is it that in the in your business in Mecca how do, how do you generate content um, from your users and how do you use that within the business 
guess firstly, we're in a very privileged position at Mecca. The beauty category lends itself very well to UGC. It's visual, you know, the makeup looks um, lend themselves well to selfie culture. Packaging of our beauty products is also just phenomenal. And we have an incredibly active community, which again, very fortunate in that in that space. So for us, there are a couple of different types of ways that we would help encourage um, the content that is almost um, organically being generated. So you can think about it in terms of, again, that customer journey. So um, if you've got active evaluation is sort of that phase where you're trying to consider what to purchase, ratings and, and reviews are a really important part mm-hmm. of that, that piece of the journey. So for us, we send an email post-purchase, um, whether you've purchased in-store or online, to encourage someone to rate and review their products they purchased about 30 days prior. So we get a really great uptake from that trigger-based email. Is there any incentive to, to give the review other than just we want to know? Every so often we'll run a competition to rate, sort of refocus um, people's awareness on the fact that we do have ratings and reviews, but we'll probably only do that about two or three times a year for a month. And it's you know a $250 gift card that you'll go in the running to, to win. So mm-hmm. it's certainly not um, you know a really particularly generous or tempting prize, one yeah. might argue, but it does um, continue to, I guess, focus people's attention on that product that we do have or that feature that we have on the website. Um, but again, our customers are very engaged. And so we do have a great uptake of people rating and reviewing. And I think it's also um, helps that we've, we, the Bizarre Voice system that we use does help people um, sort of rise into different categories there's a bit of gamification around um, whether you're a star uh, level reviewer yeah. etc and there's a I, I, I suspect an element of sort of cachet that comes with that when you're mm. sort of that top level rater and reviewer on our website yeah fantastic so ratings and reviews is one is way one piece of it yes and then in terms of I guess the more visual social aspect of user generated content um, we ran a really successful campaign last year which was called RUA hashtag make a beauty junkie and we had um, a very generous prize for that campaign which we, we ran over a month-long period um, where we were collecting competition entrants to have people show a photograph of their haul so their beauty purchase often in you know designed in a really beautiful manner or a selfie look that they're done and by going by participating in the competition they went into the draw to win for them and, and 10 friends and um, that $10,000 in-store experience and it was phenomenal. We had you know, 17,000 entries. We smashed all of our KPIs. The response was phenomenal. And But what was, I think, really unique for us is that the campaign actually ran over two months. So the first month was the competition and people participating and entering. And the second month was when we celebrated the shortlist and the winners. So we actually got it down to a list of 10 shortlisted um, uh, entries, which we had our influencer group that we'd picked, you know, selecting those those finalists. And then the community voted on the finalists. Mm. So you actually got the um, Mecca Beauty Junkie community to vote on who they wanted to win that final prize. Mm. And, you know, it was key for us at that point that we were commercializing the whole endeavor. So we had the posts shoppable. We were tagging products at that point, which worked really well for us as well. And then the final outcome was actually putting those user-generated content visuals on our windows across our Mecca Maxima stores across the country. So really giving uh, our community that five minutes of fame on our windows and that that chance to really be part of the community. Yeah, and repurposing the content that you've got. So exactly. Were, were there any other ways that you repurposed that content? 
We also had it as a shoppable gallery online. Mm-hmm. So again, helping drive conversion at that moment. And we do regram, um, of course, within our social channels. It, you know, content is expensive to produce. And mm-hmm. when you've got um, good quality user-generated content, it actually helps you manage your content production budgets. Yeah, absolutely. So getting getting your community to help you out with that. So um, one thing that we touched on just um, before was um, as, a, as a Mecca customer, um, the whole reason I am a Mecca customer is because you showed me actually how to put makeup on you know and that was that was when was that um probably about I don't know 10 years ago so I'd gone through you know becoming a woman and going through early adulthood and you weren't around I think at that stage so I had no idea but the the customer thought time yeah that's right so um it's um it's you deliver exceptional customer service Um, thank you so we do it's a huge emphasis for us as a business it is the number one um thing it's you know above and beyond the customer comes first absolutely is sort of our philosophy yeah and so how do you think that helps with um, generating uh, content so I think you have a real sense of trust um, both within the staff member and the person that they're serving and that it just engenders a great customer experience which then brings about brand advocacy which brings about um, people who want to be an ambassador for your brand Mm -hmm. it's um, it starts with that focus on the customer experience. I think I, I mentioned before that if you're not really focusing on delivering an exceptional customer experience, user-generated content as a marketing lever may not be right for you mm. because it can be a little scary putting your customer in the driver's seat if you're not pretty confident that the majority of people are going to have something positive to say about you. Well, if you haven't given them a great car to drive. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. That's fantastic. Um, So in your area in particular, um, the use of influences is, uh, you know, one of the key tools now um, and building authentic relationships um, with influences, I think is probably one of the biggest issues that brands have because you know at the end of the day it's still a commercial arrangement it is Um, but talk to us actually it it can be but it doesn't have to be yeah with the 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 concept of you know paying someone for posts is not something that you have to go down if you've got really good relationships it's a slippery slope once you start paying and once it starts you know filtering out into the community that you know this brand paid this much for this product you can't go back from that Mm. so as a business we've really tried to actually um, build those relationships and provide content generating opportunities for these young publishers essentially who are being paid potentially by other less sexy brands and we're providing them the content that their customers really want to actually see and hear and engage with and so they're actually still working with us um, in more much more of that relationship sort of gratis manner mm. so tell us about the um, the content generating opportunities that you provide because I think that's sure. fascinating so it's sort of a bit of a spectrum and we're continuing to experiment and iterate because there's no you know one size fits all solution yeah. here so um, when we've got a new product launching if we know that uh, you know an influencer has um, played in the skincare space before and she's really passionate about that sort of that sort of beautiful spa experience we might put together a skin influencers pack which is something that we did recently around our April skin promo and that went so well you know those bespoke packages which had lovely handwritten letters to people with you know a very generous bundle of the new products that we're launching with information how to use them and what their unique um, you know, benefits and, and offerings were um, really helps that person feel special and that she's been listened to and that we know what is going to resonate for her 
and not just for her but her customer base or her fan base or her publishing base I suppose if she's got um, a followership that she knows is really into skincare then you know that does work well for her as well so that's one example of it we also have an incredible PR team who arrange you know wonderful in-store meetings when we have brand founders visit from the US or from Europe mm-hmm. and so that's more of a classic I guess PR day but um, it's now a bit of a shift it's uh, the traditional media is certainly still present present in terms of the beauty editors etc but we we might have a separate day for the new sort of the new media as we sort of refer to them as for those influencers and we might do that um, sort of closer to launch in fact so that they can use the behind the scenes footage almost live whereas the traditional media have longer lead time so the timings are a little bit different but I guess it's that classic sort of PR experience um, but with a with a different um, sort of partner on board. Fantastic and how do you identify the influencers that you want to work with? It's a really good question I think we're still exploring the best way to do that we've been looking for a bit of a technology solution around it we haven't really found one out there just yet that meets our needs so it's really a bit of a grassroots approach we're very lucky we have you know obviously great people in our social media and our PR teams who are just you know within the channels they're part of the community they know who we need to know as a business um, but we also did a survey recently of all of our store hosts so we've got 1600 store hosts across Australia and New Zealand and we asked them who are you following on Instagram who are you watching on YouTube and that was a great opportunity for us to actually make sure that we hadn't missed anybody and do a bit of a sense check because it's hard for us to be across the entire Australian beauty community online. Yeah and do you handle all of those relationships in-house you don't use a third party We PR do actually or... we brought PR in-house a few yeah. years ago yeah. and so yes we've got a specialist um, a person in the PR team who's a social media specialist so she really is that person who's working with the influencers yeah and of course the social media team they work hand in hand yeah 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 so they really have to work PR definitely kind of Definitely. Yeah. So you mentioned just before store hosts. What is mm. st- what are store hosts? Those are our staff members in store. Right. Okay. So we call them our hosts because yeah. they're hosting you for that fabulous experience. They, they and they do. I can tell you <laughs> that right now. So um so building those authentic relationships Absolutely. is obviously yeah. um something that's crucial when and you can tell you know mm. we're we're past the early era of influencer marketing where I think there was more naivety in in the in the community about um you know whether posts were authentic. Or not it wasn't really necessarily a consideration now people are, are a lot savvier and they know and they can probably tell when things are a pay for posts etc but um, for us it's a, it's a competitive advantage to have that authentic relationship mm. um, and it's worthwhile just from the quality of what you get in return yeah absolutely um, and I, I, you know I that's the other reason why um, user-generated content is so important um, because you know if you're providing these great experiences if you if you're creating a community of people that um, are the kinds of people that you want to be representing the brand yes um, that authenticity comes out and then it gives everybody kind of the opportunity to participate in that community that feels right for them exactly you know, tapping into that subculture is so important listening to her listening to what she's saying is she talking about you know hashtag skin goals is it masks is it contouring is it non-touring you actually don't necessarily drive the conversation as much as the customer in the community does so you yeah. have to be really on the ball because it does change quite fast yeah. and uh, yeah those influencers are helping drive it but they're also part of the the broader community themselves so it really is quite an organic um, sort of relationship yeah and are we are we really talking about Instagram here as one of the main um, channels that you're looking to source influences from I think it 
That's a good question. Instagram is the you know primary visual channel at the moment where the production values are high and brands feel comfortable operating in that space. Uh, the other place that's space that's really interesting for beauty is YouTube. Mm-hmm. So the two go hand in hand, but in a, mm-hmm. in a different way. So Instagram's more of that still life accessible, uh, um, aspirational, but beautiful content that has been created by someone that you feel like you could be. Um, YouTube is actually that how-to tutorial. You feel mm-hmm. like you're in someone's bedroom. You feel like you're part of their life. You're getting tips and tricks on how to use products and what's coming out yeah. right there and then. So I guess the mediums are slightly different, um, but it's always changing. You know. Snapchat recently changed um, one of the functionalities around you no longer need to sort of live snap. You can actually use the memories functionality. I know. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that changes the Snapchat um, quality of production and whether actually brands are now going to start to elevate within the Snapchat channel, which was just not really possible before and really kept a lot of people out because the operational implications of running a Snapchat channel were pretty heavy. So I think as of, I think, literally 10 days ago... um, um, we're in a bit of a new world there as well, so we're just exploring what that means for us. Yeah, are you using Snapchat already? We're actually tr- we've done some focus groups, so we've yeah. done a focus group with our um, support center teams and then with our store hosts as well, just yeah. to get their input and who are they following, what are they finding engaging, what do they think Mecca should do on Snapchat, and it was really insightful. Um, so we're we're dipping our toe in the water at the moment. Yeah. So we're trialing some um, sort of geo filter frames and some of the other components, and they've got a little bit of an ad suite that you know they've. Just just got off off the ground so we'll think about you know maybe testing something like that this the snapchat channel operationally is easier but also it just takes manpower to run more and more social channels so we do need to be clever about where we're spending our time and energy totally i totally understand that and i'm imagining sort of in the six years of experience that you've had with mecca you would have seen phenomenal changes in the size and makeup of the of the digital team there yeah absolutely you know coming in and taking over the digital team we've grown you you know multiple times over in the time that I've been back and that really is just a testimony to the strength of our um, e-commerce channel we've got our website here in Australia and New Zealand as well and of course the digital marketing team which is supporting not only traffic drive being driven to the website but also traffic driven to store as well yeah because they obviously go hand in hand and there's yeah. a lot of research that goes on before they get into store and then they might be testing it in yeah, store, but purchasing exactly. it online all of that kind of stuff um, what about um, user-generated content from your store hosts yes so that's one thing that we probably have only just begun to scratch the surface of to be honest I'm so excited at the next 12 months we're really looking to wrap our arms around our in-store influencers essentially and harness their own networks yeah. we've uh, dipped our toe in the water with our re the relaunch of our mecca beauty junkie youtube channel where we've provided the platform for our staff hosts to talk about their favorite products to do how to's and to do the whole script essentially themselves as to what they want to do um, but just really bring that platform with some fantastic photography video and our in-store set yeah. um, to them but really letting them drive um, the whole content production element of it so it yeah. does feel very organic yeah fantastic and you also have um, selfie booths in yes. some of your stores <laughs> we, is that right we're looking at making them permanent in some of the bigger uh, stores where it makes sense but we use it um, more as an event or a store opening activation so customers just love it and you know it's part of a um, you know often part of a store opening competition so if you you know go use our selfie booth use a particular hashtag um, and 
then you, you get aggregated sort of into the into the mix and you might get a, a goodie bag or some sort of participatory um, prize yeah. and it's just so fun you know the yeah. young women just love that in-store theater they're loving that moment of fame the f- the lighting is so flattering right <gasps> it's just it's amazing the best selfie it's the have. best selfie you will ever <laughs> had I promise you so come in and try it that's fantastic and I thank you so much for your time today this is my pleasure such great insights on um, how to get user-generated content and using influencers in a really authentic way so I really appreciate your time my pleasure thank you thanks so much thanks for listening if you've loved what you've heard today make sure you're subscribed at onlineretailer.com.au to be the first to know about Australia's best e-commerce events